You are Locked On Hawks Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this edition of the Locked On Hawks Postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight. You can't get anywhere but right here at Locked On. I am your host, Tanitra Batiste. Alongside me is Deshaun Tate. And this episode of our Locked On Hawks Postcast is brought you to you by, or part of, rather, the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Now, Deshaun, the Hawks are 4-12 and 12 in the City Edition uniforms this season, this being their fourth win of the night. But while that elicits some emotion, some exciting, this resulting thing, huh? that makes me feel some type of way. <laughs> Could be me, but you got to tell me later on. We'll go into exactly what I am referencing about that other emotion in the and one we'll definitely talk about that tonight and of course we're going to get into a really good win for the hawks we'll talk also about who should stay or who should go and we're going to talk a little bit about next up for tomorrow night but first you've got to get excited tate about the fact that the hawks were able to go into philly and do exactly what they should have done get the season series split against the Sixers. And I say that because we know that when we looked at the Hawks side of things, you kind of already knew Clint Capella would be out, right? And yeah. you knew it was a 50-50 for DeAndre Hunter, although he has been playing every game since he's been back on a minutes restriction. So we figured, okay, we'll probably get to see him as well. DeJounte Murray was the one you hoped had come back. But as someone who is currently suffering from a back injury, when I saw lower back tightness, I'm like, yeah, that's going to be – that's a tall order. That's a very, very tall order. So that's kept him out the last couple of games. But you're also looking at a Sixers team that are were out the obvious, Joel Embiid, DeAnthony Melton. What we weren't aware of until later today was that Tyrese Maxey wouldn't be able to go due to illness. So with their roster taking a little bit more of a hit and these new people like Buddy Heald not really gelling with this team, looks to me like that was kind of a no-brainer. This should have been an, a win for the Hawks. And you said, Deshaun – that for you, it came down to one thing. Everything but the nail is what we got tonight. Exactly. Everything but that nail. Which nail? The nail in the coffin. By the way, I'm glad that you did mention something about DeJounte Murray and the back tightness because, um, listen, that's a, that's a real beast, as you know. And outside of that fact, you know, that's one of those things where you don't just walk into a doctor's office or, and walk back out with a new back. You know, that's that's yeah. not, that's just not something that that happens. You can do knees and elbows and other extremities, but you're not just coming out with a new back um, At all. outside of that. You know, I was I, I was thinking about when thinking about this game outside of some of the new, you know, like you already said, guys being out already new pieces. That was already kind of I feel like blasphemous already as it is. You know, they're kind of premature with the chemistry and the, um, you know, inexperience of, of playing together. So I thought Indeed. that this was one that the Hawks really, really had to hammer home. Um, yes. Outside of that, I was looking at some numbers and I'm just going to read it here. Forgive me for how bad it looks optically, but I was thinking, what does this team need to do considering all of these things for me to feel confident and feel good about their win, right? Realistically. So I felt like that they needed to shoot at least, and all of these are minimum numbers, 40% from the field. They ended up shooting 51, uh, a, a, a low uh, 40% from three. They shot 44%. That's another check. 80% from the free throw line. They shot 81%. Yep. 
single digit turnovers was one of the ones that I always key in on. Of course, yeah. I didn't get so lucky on that one. 13 turnovers for our Hawks. And then, um, of course, in the fast break points, we started out most yeah. of the beginning of this year, getting out to into transition, being one of the faster paced teams. We always mm -hmm. hear Quinn Snyder, head coach, talk about pace, pace, pace. Yeah. Four fast break points for this team on tonight. I think that depending on what side of the fence that you live on, that's good yeah. because it's like, well, that's something that we have always excelled at at one point in time this year for us not to yeah. excel at it in this game and still be able to come out away with a win. I mm -hmm. think it's good, but you still got to consider everything all together. I, yeah. I would like to see, and they've been on this kick for whatever reason of not oh, scoring wow. very many points yep. in, uh, in fast break. It'd be nice to see them kind of pick back up where they once were and kind yeah. of get back off to a, uh, get, get back off to looking good in that department. Yeah, I agree. And maybe a lot of that is because of the way they get their three pointers and kind of the way that they want to go. I don't want to say with a half court offense by any stretch, because that's not the game they played. We know that unfortunately that was kind of the undoing of the previous coach and trying sure. to play a half court offense. So that's not kind of what they do. But I think what we saw tonight was just, and maybe these last couple of games as well, especially as we've seen Onyeka Okongu really, really do well is whenever they go inside the paint, it seems like they're actually able to execute and Quinn Snyder is leaning into the fact that, hey, we've got a mismatch inside. Let's just take advantage of that. And granted, that was a good call because what ended up happening was what you like to see more often than not, even though the Hawks tend to be a solid three point shooting team. They I wouldn't call them great like they you know once were, if you will, when they had more three point threats out there, especially mm -hmm. when you've got to insert bogey into the starting lineup that takes away an extra three point shooter. So when DeJounte's out or Sadiq Bey is out and you know, that sort of thing, although Sadiq was there tonight, my point being a lot of what they spent time doing was just taking advantage of kind of bringing the ball up, playing with some decent pace and not just trying to rush their shots, really like taking advantage of going deep into the 24 second clock. I felt like, and I think that's one of the things that kind of, I like seeing with the Hawks because oftentimes in the past, they kind of rush shots and that would be frustrating. Didn't see them rush shots a lot tonight, or have I nor have I seen them rush shots a lot in this stretch where they've had more winning games and dare I say, even when losing, they played some winning basketball. So if you're gonna give me 46 points in the paint, even though that's what they ended up giving giving away as well, I'm okay. I'm okay. If that means that Onyeka Okongwu, if that's a good night for him then I'm good with that. And I felt like that kind of contributed to it being a good night for him. However, I had some concerns. <laughs> okay. You know, we, we don't overwhelm you with numbers on this show. We try to give you numbers that are meaningful and substantive. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you the numbers that I liked tonight. I like 37. I do. I like 22. I do. I don't like seven at all. Let me tell you why. Great that for the 37 like that is so awesome when you look at an amazing stat line where Trey Young has now notched the 30th game of his career with 30 plus points 10 plus assists five plus three pointers made tying him with Dame Lillard for the second most such games all time behind both of them of course behind James Harden I'm absolutely always gonna love a stat like that because that's that kind of thing that puts you in rare air in a space where he does it so very well. So yeah, mm -hmm. I absolutely loved him walking away this tray with a stat line of 37 points off of 10 of 21 shooting five of 12 from three, because that also tells me that he was shooting efficiently, right? No doubt. And he was taking smart shots. 
Okay, I like that. 22 points. I love when you get out to a 22-point lead because of course. in this era of basketball, that's seven-plus possessions that that other team has to get in order to catch up to you. I like that. Be down seven or ten possessions, and I'm feeling good about life. Seven points. Oh, I'm not yeah. feeling good about life. You being outscored 35 to 24, and no, I do not care who was on the court in the fourth quarter. You still got outscored <laughs> by 35 to 20 no, no. points. Yeah, so you getting outscored by 11 points, you then walking away with just a six-point win, I, I didn't like that part because, yes, the Hawks did close. That's a beautiful thing. It's something that you and I had had a lot of frustration about in the beginning of the season, so we're good with that. But I just want to make sure that, and you and I will talk about it tomorrow night as well. Hopefully we don't even have this conversation because it doesn't tighten up this much towards the end. But ultimately speaking, just don't want to go back to that point in time where the Hawks used to trend and you and I would get on this postcast and be like, what the heck just happened? I know yeah. I just saw a double digit 2017, 16 point lead. How the heck did they lose this game? And your, and your, and, and, and your verbiage sounds a lot more Christian than mine. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you know, I try to keep us clean on this show. I try to keep us on the air on this show. So, you know, I do what I can do. I can do what I can do. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about being on the other side of the trade deadline. And, you know, my co-host is a very intelligent man. And I kind of figure I'm kind of smart, too. But there was some word, term explanation of some sort about the trade deadline two of us got to make make sense we'll tell you about it on the other side and we're going to talk a little bit more of course hawk sixers in the and one a lot of people will respect will respectfully disagree with you on that tanitra hey we are here at our locked on hawks postcast and you can disagree all you want but i will tell you in a heartbeat my guy is as smart as they come especially that basketball mind and you know what else is smart when you can link up with a partner like eBay Motors. We've teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd and our partners at eBay to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. I like his pick of Asir Thompson. The Pistons actually made some moves they've been overhauling their roster of course we know that they've been stacking not just number one picks but even top or high-end first round picks but they also made some moves at the trade deadline and they're showing some signs of life here and there and we can only hope that monty williams will be able to extend Oscar thompson's role because he's really starting to show something there so he's one of the picks that josh selected for us but also one i think i like and it's a good look now josh lloyd is always there from our locked on fantasy basketball team to help you win your fantasy championship and ebay motors of course knows the championship team because they know about the perfect fit with your vehicle now 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you should be able to find something that fits your needs. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has you. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and of course, exclusions do apply. So Deshaun, I kind of consider myself a wordsmith right mm -hmm. so 
there's not many words in the U.S. language that I have never heard before or that I've not utilized in a sentence until today. Landry Fields joined 92.9 The Game, our local sports radio station, and he also had a post-trade deadline presser with our local media. What I want to do is read this quote from you, uh, from him to you, and I want to kind of dissect this because, again, we saw a trade deadline that was absolutely feverish. And I know I've spoken about it before, and I'm going to speak about it again. One of the things that disappoints me is when I see something like I saw, and I'm prefacing here before we go into Landry's quote, but when I see something like what the Knicks did, and I'm seeing six players moving, and I'm seeing them part ways with a guy, and I know it was tough for him because I spoke with our Locked On Knicks podcast host, and Quentin Grimes was a tough guy to part ways with. But when they saw the opportunity to get Boyan Bogdanovich and they saw the opportunity to get Alec Burks, and don't get me wrong, they've been positioning themselves and repositioning. They said, hey, the one thing that we've not been able to do when we get into the postseason is score. Our defense is fine. Our defense is tight, but we can't score against anybody. And that's why we keep exiting before we want to. That said, you can recall Deshaun and you know I refuse to talk about that Eastern Conference final run. Not I'm doing not- it. But what I will talk about is what <laughs> happened in the years to follow. And that is the Hawks were right there with the Knicks at that time. The Knicks, however, keep going up, up, yeah. up, up, up. And yesterday they didn't stand pat. And I think that's the thing that we've heard from most people. Not that fans, even the delusional ones, not that fans wanted them to make a move just to make a move. But it is frustrating after you've gone through a couple seasons with this. So I prefaced enough to Sean. Let me get into it. Landry Fields quote, you don't ever want to get caught up in this term, which is called resulting. A lot of teams you look at results and that's where the judgment comes in. But from our standpoint, meaning the Hawks, from our standpoint, development is a key feature of who we are. And we are watching players continually grow. It may not completely cause the results today that we want, but we also know that those results are coming. We have to continuously hammer out the things we believe are going to net us those results. And at this point in time, yes, there are opportunities at deadlines to continuously build that out. But that's where when you're sitting in our seats, you have to be weighing out the short term and long term results. Patience, patience, patience is key. And there'll be another time for us to make moves to the roster. But in the meantime, there are still moves being made with the roster. And that is everything for our guys that are developing day in and day out. That's what we're leaning into. And that's where we ended up at this particular deadline. Okay, Deshaun, as we say, as they say in radio, I'll hang up and listen. So, and and, and listening to that, and I, I mean, I'll just be honest. A lot of it just kind of sounds like fluff. Um, yeah. That's why know, I read the whole I, thing because I would like yeah. to dissect it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, patience is key sounds cute. It is also something that we all know is true. Um, Don't blow my head up with things that we already know. Let's get down to the bare, what is it? The bare bottom, the bare bones, the, 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 the meat and potatoes, the nuts and bolts. I want those things, right? So I think there's something to address when, when there are zero moves made and this roster is continuously starting to look the same each and every single time standing pat when you 
have a record that is better than 20, uh, no, is it 23 and yeah, 29? 20, I don't know. 24 now. and yeah. 29 now. Um, then we're having a different conversation. Sure. Um, and you mentioned something earlier about, you know, Eastern Conference finals and whatever else. There's not nearly as many guys that are returning from that roster that we have on this current one. So we're talking about a totally different team. A lot of guys that contributed at that time. And, and you didn't replace those guys. That's the thing for me where you didn't replace. You didn't yeah. replace the Lou Williams. You didn't replace the Cam Reddish. Yep. Not that he did a lot of everything, but just but those very few moments where there were flashes, you didn't replace that. You didn't Kevin replace Herter. the Kevin Herter. You didn't replace the John Danilo Collins. Gallinari. You didn't replace De Danilo Gallinari. You didn't replace, you didn't replace, you did not replace. Yeah. Um. So there's just that part. The other part being about, you know, there may not be the results today, mm -hmm. When can I expect these results? Yep. Because I is. want results today, even yep. if it just means that those are improving results. It doesn't have to be a championship. That doesn't mean just because it's the, that's the pinnacle of the results that we all want, that yep. that's the improvement that we have to have. Of course, that's what we're all shooting for. Of yep. course, we want to feel like we're getting closer to where we once were, and that's Eastern Conference Finals. I've seen this team, right, go from looking like what they were right and then making the eastern conference finals the first time losing getting swept to lebron and those guys and then looking very similar all over again after that year trey young and everybody else had to go through their lumps and you brought in you know lloyd pierce and blah 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 blah. you grew from that and then you took it a little bit further i'm with you on the whole results part but i don't like the idea all the time of taking two steps backwards to take one forward why do we even have to go backwards in the first place there is yeah. a reason why the windshield is much bigger than the rearview mirror and i'll land my plane yeah i would have to agree with you i mean there's not much there that you said that i can't just co-sign on but i think going back to the resulting piece and landry saying a lot of times you look at results and that's where the judgment comes well no not a lot of times that's pretty much where the judgment comes all the time because that's the it, that's that's what it is in sports i mean that's why teams go all in right that's why mm -hmm. a, a bucks team that could have very well stood pat like they had a quality team and they decided hey we've got a shot at dame lillard we'll take it boston celtics you're pretty darn good just couldn't quite get over the hump some of that was mental some of that was you lived too much and died too much by the three but you went after Kristaps porzingis and you mm -hmm. got him Mm -hmm. So that's where the challenge comes. Like those teams at the top of the food chain of the NBA, and particularly the Eastern Conference, we don't even have to go across the association. Let's just stay right in the conference. Celtics okay. and the moves that they made in free agency. Cavs and the moves that they made in free agency. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is, that's an mm -hmm. amazing move. Boston. Mm -hmm. But exactly. you. We talked about the Bucks. You looked at the Knicks and how they made Yet again, after they got Jalen Brunson, nope, that's not enough for us. We believe Julius Randle is going to come back and be something, but we don't want to rush him back. So we'll go ahead and make some moves to make sure that we're shoring up the depth of our team so that we're prepared when he comes back. And then when we get into the postseason, we got ourselves some more shooters. Sixers, they believe, hey, we're going to struggle a little bit. We're not going to mm -hmm. be able to probably be in the top three. We're probably going to just sneak into the top six. Mm -hmm. But we know our boy Joel Embiid's coming back like we believe. Mm -hmm. So 
So we're going to go stack things too to mm. just make sure we got shooters so that we mm -hmm. can stay in game. There it is. And what did they do tonight? They shot their way back into this game mm. because yes, they, they know that they, they can't defend their way back into a game. So I could just go on and on. But in looking at those teams, and again, I do not want to be disrespectful because the Pacers have been doing the darn thing. That's mm -hmm. another team that keeps on saying, hey, we're not going to just stand pat. We're going to make some shifts here and there to make ourselves better because we also want to stay above that six line, right? So I say that to say we're still all of some of these teams. I'll go Pacers. I'll go Sixers. I'll go Knicks. I'll even go Heat and Bulls and, and, and Hawks. And then you can, the bottom dwellers for this year, Nets, Raptors, Hornets, Wizards. Mm, Charlotte. Mm. Exactly. Right. They all kind of jump in and out of the seven through 10, but the top five that I just mentioned to you, the Hawks have been with those top five, those middling fives now for the last four years since that run. Mm -hmm. But of those middling five teams, those teams have gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals. Those teams have gotten to the NBA Finals. Those teams have gotten out of the first round. Those yep. teams have not been in the play-in multiple times and looking at maybe a third time getting in the play-in. I think that's where the frustration comes in. Yep. And despite Landry saying that, hey, he understands the frustration and he knows that, hey, fans, he, he gets it. But he's saying patience is key. And I that's why when you said it, I was like, I got to touch on that because, again, Yes, patience is key, but how much patience is the fan base supposed to have now that we're five years removed from those glory days? And like I said, yep. I am not expecting it to be – I wasn't expecting ECF every single season because if every – things happen, Deshaun. Teams of course. Move, injuries happen. It's a long season. All I'm saying is we're having the same conversation multiple trade deadlines, multiple free agency periods. And it's just tough after a while to kind of understand what the true direction is. And when are you going to get to resulting? I think maybe the most discouraging thing about moves not being made, if I'm just being honest, sure, is the fact that this is a market and has always been a market that guys don't want to come to for free agency. And when you have that kind of, seem like it's a revolving door of just disappointment time after time after time to the point where it's like, well, free agency, we're not even looking at that. So, um, you know, we just bypass that. You start to look forward to these times when you, when deals can be made via trade. And when you're standing pat on that as well, on top of the fact that guys don't want to come here for whatever reason that that may be, um, I think that that's ultimately where things start to get a little bit discouraging for the fan base. That's a great call. That's a great call because your last two big moves, Clint Capella, that came in the middle of a season that was in February and you didn't get to utilize him until that next season. And DeJounte Murray was not a free agent. He was someone who was with a team that tanked that said, hey, we'll give you an opportunity to get out and go to a better space. So you're absolutely right that. And that conversation, we don't have time for it tonight, but we may need to <laughs> revisit it because you make an excellent point. That may be something, guys, that we want you guys to weigh and we may talk about it a Please. little bit during the All-Star break because it is certainly a, an aspect of the ongoing challenges that this Hawks team faces as it tries to get better. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about who's got next. Speaking of getting better, who stays to help them either remain the same or get a little better, and who goes? This episode of our Locked on Hawks postcast is also brought to you by Nissan. 
Now, are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little bit further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is absolutely perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in, my goodness, is yours always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. So gone are the days of connecting your phone, Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. And that is so huge because in Atlanta, this driving is crazy enough. Ain't nobody got time to be figuring out, looking at a little seven-inch screen and trying to figure out exactly where to go or what to do. So I think that's a cool, cool add-on. And this Rogue is also a perfect mid-sized crossover for your next adventure. So if you want to find yourself somewhere middling between the soccer mom Jeep and the my husband wants to maintain his swag Jeep, this is probably that SUV for you or that SUV, if you will. Now, that Nissan Pathfinder, that's another good look because if you have a large family or you are that soccer mom or soccer dad who's actually taking the kids from point A to point B, has room for up to eight in expansive cargo capacity and advanced available four by four capability. So if we ever have Snowmageddon here again, you'll be ready for it. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or even the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. And don't forget to check it out by shopping at NissanUSA.com. All right, Deshaun, so time to wrap the show. But I wanted to ask you, it's interesting because we've kind of gotten to that point in place where we're deep, deep on the other side of the season. And tonight was actually the 50th active game for Trent Forrest, who, of course, has come off the bench here and there for the Hawks, but also has been on different 10-day contracts. He's kind of been in and out, even with the Skyhawks over the last couple of seasons. But at this point, because it's the 50th active game, he can't be active for the NBA club again, unless the Hawks make the decision to convert him to a full contract. So as we're talking about this roster and kind of looking at which one will at least help it to stay pat or maybe even improve a little bit for the remaining games of the season, where do you see Trent Forrest kind of falling in there? Do you feel like he should be someone the Hawks extend a contract to and try to keep on this 15-man roster? Respectfully, absolutely not. Um, Not something I was, you know, looking forward to. Um, Yeah. And we appreciate your contribution. Appreciate your contribution. Thank you for your service. Um, uh, Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. But um, I don't think that that's something that's ideal for me. I don't think that that's something that is helping me add a number to the left side of the result column. Yeah. The positive spin on that is I don't think that Trent Forrest is someone that I've seen, um, you know, helping or assisting the Hawks in losing either. Yeah. Um, but in this particular space and time and position is not one where I think that they can afford to have spinning wheels on any player that is not going to certainly help them win in insignificant ways. And I don't, and, and that's not a, a dig and that's not a Trent Forrest thing. Right. That is a message to the front office and the decision makers of the last segment of which we were just talking about when you're not upgrading your depth. 
when you're not getting anything for the players that you're shipping out and you're not getting nothing in return when you're sending out john collins and you're getting rudy gay in return for a half of day um those type of things so um no yeah same yeah I, i would say and it's one of those things where even you and i we will give you flowers if you deserve flowers and we're going to say, oh, okay, wow, you stepped up and you did the thing and we we appreciate the services like a Bruno Fernando, you know? Yep. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, there have been a couple of games now where we were like, bet, couldn't have Clint Capella, had Onyeka in that starting position and Bruno Fernando came in and gave you some quality minutes. That's the Bruno Fernando that Quinn Snyder referenced, asked, was okay with going back to College Park so that he could get some minutes and get some reps and just keep on working his way back up Mm -hmm. to the main roster. That's the kind of guy that you give more opportunity to. That's what you want to see. So, And Mike, we appreciate you stopping by. Great that you think we had a great show tonight. We like to think the same. And we appreciate that you love the show. Don't forget to tell a friend about us as well. And also, if there's anything that you ever want to chime in and let us know your thoughts on, we appreciate that. And Antoine Willis, hey, we appreciate you as well. You say, we back. What's up, guys? Great win for the boys. Yeah, we hadn't seen you in a minute. So it's very, very nice to see you. And you're right. This was ultimately a great win. I was disappointed in the fourth quarter result. But I will say this to your point, Antoine, a great win overall, because I still don't feel like it was that, you know, Deshaun, how sometimes we say a win is a win is a win. I don't That's feel right. like that was what we saw tonight. I feel like, no, it was still a quality win. We just don't want to have this conversation too many more times because the Hawks had really gotten away from the fourth quarter struggles to close out games. That's and right. This was only a one-off, but Hey, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We hope you guys will join us again and we'll have some reaction to a Hawks Rockets game. Those guys haven't played in about a month and a half. Hopefully these Hawks get back home safely, get themselves some rest and they get the ball out at state farm tomorrow. Thanks again for stopping by this Hawks postcast is locked on hawks postcast please remember to like and subscribe to our youtube channel and of course for more on the hawks check out locked on hawks with our guy brad roland come back tomorrow night we'll see you then